Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 14th of June and I'm now going to run through recent developments in the markets and our thoughts on where they're headed. Inflation, probation. Equity markets continued their upward trend last week. In fact, global equities gained another half percent or so and are now up some 13% since the start of the year. The continuing gains, despite the fact that we're now in what is traditionally the weakest time of the year for equities, can be put down largely to the bond markets. 10-year US Treasury yields fell 0.1% last week to 1.47% and are now down around 0.3% from the high touched in late March, following their spike higher in the first quarter. The recent decline is sizeable, particularly relative to the low level of yields. But the real surprise is that it has occurred despite the latest inflation news. One of the most basic relationships we're taught is that higher inflation almost invariably leads to a rise in bond yields, causing capital losses for investors. Instead, US inflation shot up in May by more than expected for the second month running and bond yields fell. US consumer price inflation has hit 5% and the, more in core, and the more important core measure, excluding food and energy, is now running at 3.8%, the highest level since 1992. So what's going on, other than the markets, as usual, having the last laugh? Well, the old investment adage, buy the rumour, sell the fact, may be part of the answer. Bond yields rose sharply earlier in the year, on fears of the inflation spike, which is now underway. Arguably yields rose too far, too fast, and are now just correcting this overshoot. The only flaw here is that the surge in inflation is proving larger, not smaller, than expected. The Fed is almost certainly a major factor. It has been sticking to the story that the current surge is down to temporary demand and supply imbalances, and should prove transitory. While there are marked shortages, both in a whole range of goods and also the labour market, much of the rise in inflation, it has to be said, has been concentrated in a few categories such as used cars. Equally important, the Fed's primary focus at the moment seems to be on achieving full employment rather than on inflation. Despite the anecdotal evidence of shortages, the labour market overall in the States is recovering slower than expected, with a considerable amount of slack to use up. Employment, for example, remains some 7 million below the pre-pandemic level. The Fed meeting on Wednesday will be watched closely to see if there's any update on its tapering plans. Quantitative easing purchases are expected to, be expected to start to be scaled back early next year and also on whether it brings forward its forecast for the first rate hike to 2023 from 2024. Well, despite these valiant attempts to try and rationalise the latest decline in bond yields, we are still left concluding it's basically unwarranted, just like the overshoot back in March. The risk of a more pronounced and persistent rise in inflation has undoubtedly risen, and with inflation likely to remain elevated over coming months, 
we believe bond yields will resume their upward trend in due course. Our portfolios are positioned for a rise, albeit not a surge in inflation. Our fixed income exposure is on the low side and the bond bond holdings are of quite short maturity, limiting our vulnerability to a further rise in yields. We also hold inflation-linked bonds and have an allocation to gold where we can. Both of these should fare reasonably well in a rising inflation environment. Finally, equities provide some protection against higher inflation and we've recently added some exposure into our lower risk, fixed income heavy portfolios. As long as inflation remains below 3% or so, equities in the past have tended to fare reasonably well when inflation picks up. This is because, of course, firms can pass on cost increases into higher prices, allowing earnings growth to keep pace with inflation. The coupon payments on conventional bonds, by contrast, are fixed. To end on a note rather closer to home, the UK GDP numbers out last week confirmed a rapid recovery is well underway. Activity grew 2.3% in April and is now only 3.7% below pre-pandemic levels. A four-week delay in the final easing of lockdown restrictions, which looks like what's going to happen, will certainly be the last news the hospitality sector wants to hear. But it should not derail the recovery or prevent the economy recovering all its pandemic losses within the next few months. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.